few years ago, Drew started uh, kind of with a napkin sketch idea and started looking at the problems of, of the axial alignment of how a bolt action rifle works. Basically, what we wanted to accomplish is we wanted to get a rifle that had bench rest accuracy but field reliability, and usually there's a dichotomy between those two. We guarantee them at a half minute, but we never let anything go that shoots a half minute. It's got to shoot better than that. Sheep guys will spend a thousand dollars an ounce on a gun. I mean, it is insane what they will spend uh, to shave ounces off a gun. The other piece of it is we're putting people to work. We're not buying from somebody else, a company that was already there and already had employees. These are guys that are in Boise, Idaho, building guns, you know, manufacturing right here in the United States, adding labor force. And uh, to me, that, that's just a, a huge, you know, added benefit to it. Welcome to the RNA Outdoors podcast, fueled by Ripcord Arrowrest and First Light Hunting Apparel. At RNA, we are public land DIY conservationists that love to share our passion for the outdoors. So join us and our team as we interview professionals in the industry to share insight knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful. listeners, subscribers, and fellow outdoorsmen and women. This is your host, Lucas Paw, and I'm excited to tell you about some of the sponsors that continue to help make this podcast not only happen, but grow and thrive in this digital world of audio content. This podcast is brought to you by Ripcord Arrowrest, the bow hunter's number one fallaway rest on the market. Ripcord is known for 100% full-time arrow containment and their patented drop-dead brake system that eliminates launcher bounce back. Best of all, Ripcord is backed by their rock-solid guarantee. If the original owner has a part break for any reason, it will be repaired or replaced at no charge. And did I mention? Ripcord is located in southwest Montana, where all their products are made with pride in America. Check them out at ripcordrs.com and on their social media feeds. This podcast is brought to you by First Light Clothing and Hunting Apparel. Born in the Rockies in central Idaho, First Light's mission is to create simple yet proven versatile gear that provides comfort and performance in any situation while working to promote the pursuit of ethical hunting and stewardship. I recently joined the First Light Pro Staff team and have continued to be impressed year after year in their innovations in engineering and merino wool fabrics. Ten years ago, they started putting out wool fabrics with camel patterns, and immediately this changed the game. Since then, they offer multiple layering systems and kits in various proprietary patterns and continue to raise the bar with their competition. Find them online at firstlight.com or under their social media feeds. Go farther, stay longer.
Welcome to the show. You are tuned in to the RNA Outdoors podcast. We're here live on the showroom floor, uh, the last day or the second to last day of the Hunt Expo. Um, here with my sidekick and partner, Mr. Jason Quick uh, from the NRA. Welcome back, Jason. Hey, glad to be here, Lucas. Thanks for having us. The scary thing right now is where you and I are standing. We're st- actually standing in the front of a muzzle of a gun. I which know. Always I, has I feel me like concerned. I'm the wrong, <laughs> wrong, in, wrong end of this project here. But fortunately, on the trade show floor, uh, these, these, these weapons are, are not loaded. But we're fortunate here today uh, to be uh, with Axial Precision and have you guys introduce yourself uh, about the company. Thank well, you. Uh, well, sorry, Jason. Go no, ahead. No, go ahead, Kurt. This is your this is your party. I appreciate it. So, Axial is a, a company that's been around for about a year and a half. The concept of the action's been being worked on for a little over five years. Drew Foster, who's here with us, is the founder of the company, the engineer of the company, and uh, Drew's kind of a, a problem solver. The way his mind thinks is, is he looks at something and and uh, just tries to figure out how to refine it. So. A few years ago, Drew started uh, kind of with a napkin sketch idea and started looking at the problems of, of the axial alignment of how a bolt-action rifle works. And there hasn't been a lot of uh, a lot of uh, changes or technology. You know, we see a lot of copycat, a lot of, uh, of Rim 700 clones, and there's a lot of uh, names that we call those. But true, you know, you walk the show floor. There's probably 40, 50 different you know quote unquote gun manufacturers, and really all they are are, are assemblers. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but 90% of them are using the same action, same barrels, same stocks from the same company. They're just putting them together. And, and the difference is, is what that gunsmith may or may not know. Drew's concept is quite a bit different. He actually reworked uh, the action. There's three patent, patent pendings uh, on the action right now. And I'll let Drew get into the technical side of that. And then through all of that, there were some, some supply chain issues. You know, the long-range hunting deal in North America is, is going insane right now. And so your stock, you know, to get a stock, your lead time is anywhere from four to eight months, depending on the quality of the stock and what you're getting. Wow. There's a lot of garbage out there. There's a lot of guys using injection molding and chopping carbon fiber, uh, making it fill and calling it a carbon fiber stock. And as you guys can see, you can't see obviously on a podcast, but as you, you guys can see, these are hand-laid carbon fiber stocks, four layers, uh, three layers in, in the lighter areas, but in the critical areas, these are four layers of carbon. Uh, and then we use a proprietary glass filling when we fill the stocks. And then all of our inletting is done with a computer CNC machine. And then we, we finish uh, bedding them at that point. But these are our stocks. We're not buying these stocks. Uh, again, to get out of a supply chain issue uh, and to, to create some things. And I'll let Drew talk about fulcrum point and what we're doing with our stocks. But we actually wanted it to be different. So our stock comes in at about 22 ounces uh, prior to, uh, to filling it. Uh, with a final bedding. So final bedding, you're about 25 to 27 ounces final bedding. Wow. And it's incredibly stiff here. I'm going to have you, people can't see this, but, yeah. you know, Lucas, you're strong. I want you to take that, bend that over, and throw over your knee like a baseball bat and do everything you can to bend it or break it. So, Drew, while he's, he's, while he's looking like a fool trying to break <laughs> something that is unbreakable, I just, I just want to... Try and I break wanna, it over his head. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you a couple things. Actually, Jason looks pretty good right no, now. No, no, no. Now listen, there has we been be no drinking t- involved. We might be able to sell tickets to hitting Jason with a gun stock. Do you notice how, Drew, you and I were having a conversation, or we were trying to, and these guys just so rudely interrupted Nothing. us? Yeah, it's, that, that's, these guys have a lot is, more words than we do. That is 24 ounces. Uh, that stock, that exact stock is 24 ounces, and that's uh, our smaller version of our stock. We lady stock, or just a smaller frame hunter, or a hunter that's uh, going in and out of a float plane you know we we can do 20 inch barrels 22 inch barrels a uh, lot of stuff for the yukon drew is kind of a 
not not so much of a lower 48 state hunter, but a, a British Columbia hunter. I mean, Yukon, that's that's kind of his forte. So if you'll see a lot of uh, our guns are, are really aimed towards the lighter weight crowd, but still shoot half half uh, MOA to a thousand. And and Drew, you had mentioned to me earlier how your how your action actually lines up. Can you give people just a sample of an idea, and then of course we'll send them to your website to to take a look. But just explain to us in simplistic terms where your lineups. Because I noticed that yours after we had that conversation, I really started thinking about the slop and actions and that kind of thing. So yeah. So basically, what we wanted to accomplish is we wanted to get. A rifle that had bench rest accuracy but field reliability and usually there's a dichotomy between those two uh, features so basically what we did was we bridged the gap between those those two issues um, we have minimal points of contact that are only that keep the action aligned with the center axis and um, it keeps our barrel better aligned or the bore of the barrel better aligned with the center axis of the receiver, but it only does that when you need to shoot it when it's critical, and when the so action, when it's in the when it's in the actually locked mode, right? Yeah, when it's ready to shoot in battery, um, when the action's open and cycling, it's loose and free to clear dirt and grime out of the way. Um, we have some other characteristics about the action that uh, some other manufacturers have, like. Uh, integrated recoil lug, pinned uh, one-piece base, uh, one-piece bolt. It's not welded or soldered or brazed. It's actually a solid piece of billet steel. And I and think that's a big piece that people don't don't think about, especially with the machining on the back of the bolt. Yeah, it's you have. massively expensive to build them this way. <laughs> but, you know, we're not trying to be the cheapest people on the market we're trying to build the highest quality product that performs the best um, we actually looked into building titanium actions but we found out that when we have the tolerances that we have built into our actions right now we get the optimal accuracy and in using titanium we had to open up the tolerances to keep it from galling so we went away from that whole design yeah well, I, I have to say, what I noticed, in, and after you explained it to me, is the whole concept of when the action is open and just a little bit back, how we have plenty of room to do stuff. And just like you said, well, in the field, you know, you could have snow, you could have mud, you could have rain, you could have all kinds of gunk. But as soon as you push that thing forward and you start to drop her down, man, you could, you could touch it, you could feel it, but it does not move. And I could see where that could be a huge advantage in regards to accuracy. Yeah. What, do you, what do you guys guarantee your guns at? We guarantee them at a half minute, but we never let anything go that shoots a half minute. It's got to shoot better than that. Well, you showed me a nice little video uh, when I was here yesterday, and I was uh, pretty impressed by that. Um, what, there was three shots in that hole, right? Yeah. And it was a factory ammo. We gave it to... Uh, someone who does product reviews, testing. product testing, and said, here, you know, just take these. We didn't pay him anything. Just take these, and here's a bunch of ammo. We gave him about, I don't know, 1,500 rounds of ammo or something like that, random weights and hand loads to factory loads, and he's able to put three of them into, I think it was about a .01 or well, it didn't look like anything other than one hole to me, to the yeah. naked eye. Of course, when he got the micrometer out there, you could see there was just a, a hair bit of a difference, but that was 
That was a phenomenal, phenomenal, from factory ammo, you know. I mean, just regular old stuff. And then you have a wide variety of barrels. I I see a carbon fiber here, see fluted. You do just about anything and everything. And and I noticed on your, like, your order sheet, you guys are really, you build it to what they want, right? Yeah, and we, to a certain extent, we've done a lot of testing and a lot of different configurations. If somebody has something that's completely out of our ballpark or has, we think that probably won't work out very well, then we won't build that configuration. But for the most part, we have a range and quite a bit of range of uh, variability that customer can customize whatever they want. And you actually can build the rifle on our webpage and it shows what it looks like when you add the different options and colors. And yeah, we have a full configurator. We build, I mean, pretty much anything from uh, 22 Nosler, if needed, all the way up to uh, a 338 Lapua. Um, 338 Edge. 338 Edge. Lapua's and, uh, coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and one thing I, I want to point out that I don't want to skip over on the action is the way that uh, our, our barrel action um, joint is. And I mean, that's yeah. something with the tenons that it is incredible that a lot of folks don't realize it, uh, under extreme slow slow speed uh, video when, when you are really doing the homework on these things you you see that this this uh, barrel just whips around and a lot of folks they think of barrel harmonics and they think of everything out in front of the action right but they don't realize that's actually happening inside of the action so okay. and and we've addressed that and I'll let drew talk about that from an engineering point of view I just like to pull the trigger and, and see stuff die <laughs> that's what most of us like to do yeah. <laughs> that's okay I'm, I'm, I'm digging the, the accuracy side accuracy side I like that side too the killing part but <laughs> yeah so one of the keys to having the ultimate accurate rifle like the the best rifle would have no moving parts the barrel would be an integral plate piece with the receiver the bolt would be an integral place piece with the receiver but the problem is you need moving parts you got to cycle rounds metallurgy's got to be different there's no way you could build them all as a homogenous piece that would be the most accurate rifle so basically what do you got to do you have to have parts that assemble so we basically found a way to make the assembled parts act more closely as a homogenous unit so we have a proprietary method that mates the barrel to the receiver that controls a lot of the harmonics. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We have we have things to show people where we can say, see this and that, but it's kind of hard to do that with uh, um, just a, a podcast. But what's your website? Well, can- real quick, though, to say something to that. So where we're controlling the harmonics at, I want you to think of something. If you had... Uh, if you hit a, uh, a drum or a, uh, a tuning fork onto something, right, the further out you get to the end of that, the longer that harmonics has to develop, okay. right? And so when the, a lot of folks, like the old Boss tuning system with Winchester and Browning, and, and people yeah. would find a sweet spot, the downside of that is the, the bullet was traveling all the way through the barrel to get there, right? And the harmonics, we weren't controlling it to the very end. With us, what we're doing is we're controlling the harmonics from the start. So, again, if you hit a tuning fork or if you have ever hit, you know, just at a, at a party and hit a fork on it made the noise, yeah. if you grab it right away, right at the right at the, at the head of it, it stops, right? That's essentially what we've done with this. Wow. Well, I I see the gun that you have out here on, on display right out in front, even though we have quite a few other ones there. 
is the Himalayan ultralight rifle. Is this one of the guns that you feel is one of the most popular products or what's the, and, I, and listen, I know we're at a hunting show and the Full Curl Society just released where, you know, 10 guys just won sheep hunts. And we know that all of those guys are thinking probably they need to lose 10 pounds and they need to buy a gun <laughs> that's at least three or four pounds lighter than the gun that they're carrying. Sheep guys will spend $1,000 an ounce on a gun. I mean, it is insane what they will spend uh, to shave ounces off a gun. And if you guys look back over here, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of great scope manufacturers out there. When people walk into our booth, they see a lot of Swarovski, Schmittenbender, um, Zeiss, Zeiss is, a, is a great partner of ours. And, you know, we, we do Night Force. Uh, we'll do Huskama. But one of the great things about that Swarovski right there is it's a 3.5 to 18 by 44, and it weighs 15.9 ounces. Our rings, we use tally pinned rings that are actually pinned. If you guys tally, see the receiver. Yeah. So, you know, our, our entire scope pack, optics package, is like 16.1 you know, ounces, you know. So if you look Just at that. Pound. Yeah. And with the, new, uh, with the new Swarovski turret that a lot of folks haven't even seen yet, because uh, they're used to the old Swarovski turret that was kind of confusing. This is the new turret. Obviously, you can't see it. But this is the new turret. That's your zero at 200. It has a zero stop in it. And this one will go all the way up to 750 yards. Uh, spin a dial. Spin a dial, right? Do your shoot to solution. Yep, do your shoot-to solution and be done and be low profile again. Getting in and out of a horse scabbard, getting in and out of a float plane, putting this thing in and out of your backpack. Uh, you know, that's that's really what that Himalayan is for. The Arid is, you know, it's it's our all-terrain rifle. It's uh, kind of our any mountain rifle, our elk rifle. That's what you're going to see a lot of the 28 nozzlers, 30 nozzlers, 33 nozzlers based on that one. That one tends to have a stainless barrel, 26-inch stainless barrel, big break on it. Uh, a lot of the gun, the Himalayans, you know, we don't want any breaks on it. We'll put a break on it, but we typically don't just because it's just more weight and more length. And what, is, what does that gun come in at without, without optics to start off with? About six and a quarter. About six and a quarter. That's and, and we're again, we're, we weren't going to be. Our goal yeah. was never be the lightest guys Absolutely. or the heaviest guys. It was the best design, the most accurate, and then most reliable in the field. Drew, can you talk a little bit about the fulcrum point in the stock and recoil and what and what you've done with with uh, with the stock? I mean, I think there's some important pieces there that you just don't see. You know, they don't jump out at you. Yeah. So, stock design is. Uh, something that we wanted to work on our, our, our original plan for this was not to get into the composites manufacturing uh, it's actually incredibly challenging expensive a lot of R&D we've spent the last year just in R&D and how to get our manufacturing process the way we want it with these carbon fiber stocks um, but and in doing so one we fixed our supply chain issue versus having to wait six to eight months to get something from a competitor. I mean, we still sell some of those stocks, and they're good, high-quality stocks, but we build them the same way that they do, and we can uh, uh, fix our supply chain or control our supply chain. But um, So we got twofold out of it. We can actually supply people with what they want, and we have what we think is a better design of our stock. So we actually we can control the, the quality before it goes out the door. One thing you'll see with everything that we do is that it's not going to leave unless it's right. I mean, it's the end yeah. to the nth degree. So being able to control the, the end quality. Everything's the been shot. It's been tested. Barrels broken in. Um, so one of the things that we've found with most stocks is that the center line of recoil 
is above the buttstock, um, the highest point of the buttstock, okay. so it creates a fulcrum point. So every time you shoot, the gun is going to want to have a bunch of muzzle climb because there's a fulcrum point above where it recoils uh, is taken on your shoulder. Okay. So basically what we did was made the buttstock come up into the recoil line so any recoil goes straight back into your shoulder okay. rather than getting a bunch of muzzle climb Going and pulling up. off target. Interesting. Interesting. So you can sit under the gun after a shot and you're not worried about the muzzle flashing up or you'll, you'll, raising up. I mean, obviously it moves some, but it, re- it reduces that muzzle climb significantly. And actually... People can't see this right now, but I could I could see now that you've mentioned that. I didn't notice that when you and I talked yesterday, how the stock design is a little taller and raised versus what you would normally see on, let's call a factory production rifle. Yeah. So, Jason, have you shouldered, shouldered this one if you can? Again, people can't see this, but you get a... So one of the things that... In do you, do you the, see your side acquisition? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really precise. Yeah. Not that anybody could see it. Yeah, but, but I mean, you get, you just being able to get a feel of that. I've only yeah. noticed one problem with these guys is I don't see anything with a left-handed bolt. <laughs> <laughs> You're like number 36 now, yeah. I think. Is that? Okay, so I'm waiting in line then. $62,000, you can have the first one. We'll <laughs> make the serial number right for you. Right? In other words, we've already discussed on how much it's going to cost <laughs> to get that thing on the other side. Yep. I think it's fine, guys. I don't really have that issue. <laughs> well, and, and some things that we're, we're looking at, because we're always looking to, to kind of go to the next level, is uh, skeletonizing our bolt. We're, the, we have plenty out. You can't really see this, but obviously this, this, is not, this bolt is one piece cut. This has not been heated and swept back, so our sweep and our bolt is actually machined stock, into machined it. out okay. down right and you know one thing i i, I got to point out that i think is so cool about this yes you know we're building a custom rifle but it's proprietary the other piece of it is we're putting people to work we're not buying from somebody else a company that was already there and already had employees these are guys that are in boise idaho building guns you know manufacturing right here in the united states adding labor force and uh, to me that that's just a, a huge you know added benefit to it that is that is actually you know i mean being from the nra as you can imagine you know we're real strong on the american made and that whole concept so that's really awesome to see you guys you guys doing that and i love seeing new young companies that are that are that have come up with an a better widget we'll yeah. call it you know and i like i said i never thought about your stock option until we just explained it but just thinking about how the action locks up and how you guys went through all of those things from kind of like a bench rest shooter standpoint right where normally as a bench rest shooter you don't have to worry about it raining and snowing you know you want the tightest tolerances that you could get sure and every day you're going to Maybe even in between shots as a bench rest shooter, you're going to take it off and clean off the goo to make sure it shoots exactly the same for that five shots that you're going to do as a bench rest. But now you're trying to get that same performance out of basically an all-purpose hunting gun. Yep, and exactly. pretty exciting stuff. And we do. We offer a full line of uh, Cerakote finishes. Uh, we, we, you know, we offer anything from, like Drew said earlier, we have certain manufacturers we want to work with. There, there's a ton of quality products out there right now, and it's usually not one brand or something that we necessarily have to stay away from. It's typically just a bad combination. Somebody hasn't thought the build all the way through, 
and we want to be there to help them with that. But the other thing is we have complete turnkey solutions. You know, we have a, an all-mountain solution. It comes with your binos, your spotting scope, your optics package for your rifle, the solution package, all the way down to uh, just, you know, the Himalayan package where the thing's ready to put on an airplane with, you know, a TSA case, a hard case, Pelican case, ready to go, uh, all the foam cut out on it, ammo done, and you're ready to go. Because one of the pieces that we offer is custom ammo, both in uh, a standard lead configuration and in a, uh, a non-lead configuration for those like Jason that live out in California and you're for forced to shoot, you know, yeah. non-lead. forced. Yeah, forced. forced. Soon to be to forced. Shoot. Yeah. So, well, so guys. Maybe talk a little bit about, just quickly, I mean, what, to someone to get in at an entry level versus a, a higher-end rifle, I mean, what are some of the price points that you guys are are starting at, and I guess obviously it can progress from there, but what's someone looking at if they want to step into an entry-level firearm? About $5,600 is about the, the cheapest you're going to get into it, and our packages run all the way up to 19000 Okay. Um, and that and includes all the optics. That's all the Everything optics. is with yeah. load development and all that combined. That is spotting scope, rangefinder, um, built into the bino. So it's a spotting scope, rangefinder, bino combination, Zeiss, um, and we have Leica as well. Rifle, hard case, load development to a thousand yards with both lead, non-lead, and a hundred rounds of ammo of each lead and non-lead. Okay. So we're wow. ready to go. That's that's any weapon. That's you know that's any mountain anywhere in the yeah. world. That's the that's really like you know the Altera, the all train. Just pull the trigger. Let's go. Do the same thing with the Himalayan. If you got a, a guy that's going to sheep hunt Marco Polo, he, or he's going to go up you know BC, we've got that too. And, it, again, it's so that the solution is, is correct all the way through. Because what a lot of folks don't realize is if they don't shoot all the time or if they do but they're spotters on a different solution plan, our ranging solution, whether you want to range in mills or MOA or in shoot-to-yardage, which for me, for hunting, you know, for Drew, shoot-to-yardage, he hates it because he's an engineer. And he he's, you know, wants to shoot, you know, that zero-one group. Me... I, Eight-inch <laughs> kill zone. You know that's okay, Drew. I accept that. I have what we Drop like. You know, MO, I like MOD. You know, minute of death. You know, it's like <laughs> I would hear boom, whack, and down. Give you me know? the vitals. That's yeah. all I need. That's, right. That's it. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, Drew, how how do they how do they reach you? you I'm assuming you're email and phone and then you have a website how do they get in touch with you if somebody on the podcast wants to find more information about you guys yeah so the website's www.axialprecision.com or info at axialprecision.com for email um are you guys active on social media and other outlets or? Oh yeah all over facebook okay good well, this has been great, guys. I know I got to meet Kurt uh, yesterday and, uh, you know, just talk a little bit about some of the systems you guys have. And then he throws out this little thing about maybe a hunt over, you know, in Kyrgyzstan. 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 And, of course, that got that got our uh, that got our antennas raising a little bit. But, uh, there will yeah. be dead Marco Polo soon. Excited, <laughs> excited to potentially take on an adventure doing that. And then it was neat meeting you guys. And, and uh, obviously, like Jason said, it's neat to see you know new companies kind of challenging other companies in the industry to you know continue to put out the best products because that's really what it is is yep. someone puts something else out there's always someone else trying to put out the next i say mousetrap but right the next best thing and you guys are obviously challenging that so really neat systems yep thank you very much thanks a lot cool. yes. drew and uh, kurt thank you jason thanks again and uh hopefully, we'll do it again hopefully we'll get to see you guys in dallas at the nra show and then on the mountain 
Oh, well, <laughs> on the mountain's a no-brainer. That's where we all want to go. Exactly. All right, guys, thanks for right. tuning in, and we'll catch you guys for another adventure on the RNA Outdoors podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Lucas Paw, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to the podcast app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it will automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or use our website, www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five-star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter at RNA Outdoors, Facebook, RNA Outdoors, and Instagram, Rod and Arrow Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, and get involved with conservation efforts. And know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, go farther, stay longer.